Hello everybody, and welcome to the Minimap Cast. My name is Kerry Palmer. As always, I'm joined by Jeremy Pratitich. Baraka didn't need to kill that lizard in the Mortal Kombat a, a gameplay walkthrough. And June Williams! Too much. Uh, I don't know how to... Yeah, Jer that. Jeremy's on another planet right now. He's, he's <laughs> he on just, another wavelength. There's just a lizard on a rock, and he just, like, stabs it, and then talks to Scorpion... This is anyway. the bi-weekly podcast for minimap.com.au. Uh, I think it's I think I think we're on schedule for that. This is our um yeah. we're still recovering from Christmas, but I think we're I think we're nailing it. Uh, as always, if you want to find this podcast, we're on many different podcast services. Uh, we are also on minimap.com.au because this is the minimap cast. If we need to explain that to you. We don't want you as a fan. No, that's not true. I was going to say something like that, but that's just rude. We're happy to have you. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll explain it at the end. For right now, uh, let's just let's just let's just crack into it. We're going to talk about what we've been playing before we head into the uh, the news of the last couple of weeks. So, uh, Jeremy, Hi. take it away, boy. Uh, so I've been playing three games for the most. Uh, playing more than that, but three games that I haven't played before. Okay. Um, I bought Tetris Effect. Mm. Um, uh, it's extremely good. <laughs> it's like extremely fucking good. So you have VR. Have you been playing it with or without it? Both. Um, it's both great. It's good. It's 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 great in both versions. It's like it's it's just oh, it's so <laughs> in VR. It's just like a whole other thing. Yeah. It's it's like a whole. It's 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 like an awakening. You know, it's like wow. an experience to go through some of that stuff in VR. Would you recommend it without VR, if you didn't have VR? Oh, still definitely. Like, it's it's a great Tetris game. And there are some awful Tetris games. Yeah, this one's you're not great. Um, Like, even some of the PS4 Tetris games had, like, performance problems on a Tetris game. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Too many particles. Too many friends on a friends list, funnily enough. <laughs> I did remember the, hearing of, about that. One of those games. Um... But yeah, no, this, 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 it's great. It's so unique and it's, it's totally made by the guy who made Res. It definitely is. <laughs> it's You're excellent. not wrong. Good. I, as um, a, have, did it live up to what you're expecting? Cause you didn't get to play the demo, did you? No, I, I didn't get to play the demo cause I was at PAX. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's one of the yeah, it was totally worth the $55 I paid. Yeah, right, it's that much. It's a lot of money, but it's absolutely worth it. Um, I still maintain, because I did play the demo, I do feel like that's a lot of money for Tetris again, but... Oh yeah, but like... Also, they did I put a lot of effort into it. The audio design on that, just from that little uh -huh. bit I played, is like... It's astounding. It's out of this world. Um, I never need to buy another Tetris game ever again. Wow. Yeah. There you go. They, they made, they improved on Tetris, even in the mechanics. So like the zone mode is really really cool, and is totally like a mode which makes Tetris better. They, they this is the Blade Runner twenty forty nine of Tetris. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, intense. And that's not just because yeah. it's full of neon colors. Uh, I mean it helps. The thing <laughs> is, like, I don't know if I want to sit down on the couch and play Tetris when I could be playing, like, something else, you know? Oh, yeah. but you, got, you, haven't, you haven't played it in VR. 
No, I haven't. Like, but like, uh, like, I'm not joking. It's like, it's it. It makes me want to go play Tetris, <laughs> a game that everyone has played. It makes you want to play Tetris while you're playing Tetris. Yeah, this game that is Tetris makes me want to play it. Yeah. Uh, that is a big a call for that... a thirty-year-old game. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible that they made a version of that game which is like still that good. Like everything feels right, and like the the blocks feel good, the order feels good. It's just it's it's so good, <laughs> and the music is like so so nice. Um, I'm upset it's not on Spotify yet. Pardon? I'm upset it's not on Spotify yet. Oh, isn't it? That's upsetting. No, I don't know if they've mixed it for songs yet. Is the is the reason why? Well, yeah, because it's so like multi-tracked and like keyed into all of yep. the um the music and and like the gameplay. Mm. So I'm not entirely surprised, but also that that's a bit annoying. Mm. Like th- th- I think they've said it's coming, but it's not yet. Yeah. Um. You uh, also you and your playing VR. Battlefield. F- yeah, it's good. Uh, I've also been playing Battlefield Five. Mm-hmm. Um, or V, right, sorry, Battlefield V. Oh, the name is uh, the, the V is for victory, as, I, as I've been told. Oh. Um, uh, it's alright. The amount of people <laughs> I've really actually heard talk about Battlefield V. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's a Battlefield game, you know. There's, there's a Battle Royale mode coming next month, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Or March, what was the last Battlefield game you played? Hardline. Ugh. Okay. That game sucked. Um yeah. But I, I wait. Four visceral. Rest four was after. Four was before Hardline, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I played four and three as well. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Um, you and I were talking about this earlier in the week, but I, I missed the days of Battlefield Three. Yeah, Battlefield Three was very good. Um, Battlefield Five is kind of cool. Um, you know, it feels cool. I'm getting kills. As the levels get progressed through the matches, they get more and more destroyed, and it. Slowly reduces my frame rate to a point where I want to stop playing, <laughs> um, but I feel like that's more that's more of a my computer thing than the game thing. Yeah, totally. Um, that game is CPU intensive. That game is a, it's a good looking game though. It's a very oh, yeah. very and the, the the sound is extremely good. A lot of games with good sound. Speaking of good sound, Resident Evil Two Remake makes me want to buy that game immediately. The demo. The demo. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm done with talking about Battlefield. Um. Uh, yeah. The Resident <laughs> Evil Two One Shot Demo is extraordinarily good. Um, and, uh, yeah, that game is, uh, uh, just, like, I don't know how that game made me want to buy, uh, sorry, I don't, I keep calling it game, I don't know how that demo made me want to buy that game immediately, but it sure did. So, uh, you're not really a Resident Evil fan, per se, are you? No, not really. Okay. I mean, I've watched all the movies. <laughs> that doesn't count for anything. <laughs> what do you mean? The movie, those movies are great. That doesn't count for movie? anything in, so like, good. in this discussion. It's got Nemesis and it's in Raccoon City. What more could you want? <coughs> Mila Jokovic kicks a dog in the face. Oh, you're not selling me. A zombie me. dog. A zombie dog. Yeah. She loads shotguns with quarters and shoots them. Um, Carrie, what have you been playing? So, I've been playing... Uh... <laughs> 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 Um, no, did, did you want to go on, Jeremy? Don't let him. No, 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 I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I've been playing a lot of Hitman 2 recently. I've had the chance to stream a couple of times the last couple of weeks. Um, and I've been playing the first level of Hitman 2, which is the Miami level, which I think everyone's seen at this point, um, who's had a look at that game. That game is so huge. There's so much to do, and, like, there's so many intricate systems. Um, I am in awe of that game. And, like, this isn't news, because, like, we talked about it when it came out, and, like, I've played the first one, like, it's not really news, but, like, I'm really impressed with, with IO's design and, um, just ability to make this incredible playground arena sort of area. It's, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy with this game. Have you played any more of it, Jeremy? Uh, not for a while. A lot of games have come out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's something there's something really special about Hitman 2, but like like with most Hitman levels, I really only like sharing it with people. Like I don't really like playing it on my own because like a lot of the goofy stuff that happens in that game I really want to like laugh with people about. So yeah, that's why I've been streaming it, which has been quite good. Um We've also all recently been playing uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, which um, if you want to hear our full thoughts about that, I would direct you to the latest episode of the Game Spoilers podcast, which should be going up at the same time as this one, where we talk about it for, I don't know, an hour and a bit. Um, but that game was, was a good time for the last couple of days. It's very compelling um, and, a, and a really... Oh, a very well-crafted game. That was a joy to play. Um, I've been really enjoying that. Um, did you guys, like, enjoy playing Oberdin? Like, I know we all liked it, but did you guys, like, enjoy yep. it? Yeah, no, I did. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, it's definitely a very special game. I really did enjoy that. And then, um, Jeremy, while, while you were gone before, I was, I was talking to June about this. I was, I was playing some Smash. Um, I was playing some Smash online last night, and I was playing against this, like, Ganondorf, and I was chic. I don't know, and I was getting my ass kicked. And then, like, three matches later, because we kept rematching each other, he accidentally, like, dived off the edge of the map one time. And then tried to, like, grab me and, like, take me down off the map. But he, like, just missed me and then couldn't recover and fell off again. And so he, like, stood <laughs> still for a moment afterwards and then just jumped off the map and, like, oh. finished the game. It was like, oh. Right, okay. That sucks. And it was, yeah. I, was, I was saying to June how interesting it is that you can... You can have someone in a in a in a game where you don't really have any like like I feel like I'm getting people's expressions of emotions through like their actions in the game. It's almost like we're machinimating for each other. <laughs> like I'm getting that they're really upset with how they 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 fell off because they you know they just want to end the game and restart and stuff like that. It's 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 really interesting. Although I didn't right. I, I didn't expect to find so much like sort of not toxic but like sort of petty behavior on smash online um even without like voice chat or word chat <laughs> i mean does that come from there not being a quick play or a casual mode and everything is ranked uh maybe but like because i think that's really bad even if you're playing a ranked game like you wouldn't just jump off the edge like that's not what i don't think that would have played into it well, but like, if you're already losing, you might just want to get it over and done with. He was, he was take this guy was taking me out with like, like three stocks to none though. Like I wasn't, I wasn't getting oh, right. any of his lives. Right. Okay. It was really weird. 
yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't beat him once except for that match where he, like, did it himself. So, right, okay. yeah. I don't know. I don't have that much, like, experience with one-on-one competitive online gaming. Um, it's more like Rocket League or um, PUBG, stuff like that. So, like, it's interesting seeing different people's, like, dynamics right. through this game. Yeah. I don't know. June, what have you been playing? I made the uh, the worst decision of my life, and that oh, was no. to give my sister my Switch. Uh, <laughs> I think you were talking about it. that last time. Was I? Yeah, I still haven't got it back. Oh, no. Um, because she has... Her and her boyfriend have put maybe 50-plus hours into Breath of the Wild now. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, like, keep in mind that my sister doesn't really play games all that much. I think yeah. I spoke about this last time as well. Um, so she just doesn't want to give it back until she's done. Oh God. Um, well, at least she's halfway there. Yeah, that's it. So, like, I'm still in the middle of playing, like, Gris and Katamari and, like, all that stuff that she stole from me. Thief! Um, <laughs> um, otherwise, I think I've been craving to play a PS4 games. Should I play God of War or Rise of the Tomb Raider? God, God of War. Week or so. God of War. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Have I haven't played, I haven't played either of those games, but I did play the original Tomb Raider reboot. Well, yeah, like, I, I love the original Tomb Raider reboot, and I, I have oh. Rise, and I haven't played it yet. Well, did you, you like the open world part of it, or did you like the story? Of Tomb Raider? Yeah. Um, the story was fine. Maybe maybe the open world, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the rebooted mechanics and stuff were good. Because they, they sort of do more of that stuff in, in Rise. Mm. Um, some people thought it was a bit too much. The story or the open world? The, like the, the mechanics of it being an open world. Because okay. they, they lean into that stuff a little bit more. Yeah. That's alright. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't mind it at all. Um, I think God of War's better. <laughs> okay. Um, but God of War's I, your you final know. answer then? Yes. Uh, as someone who literally just bought the Resident Evil, uh, the, Resident Evil the Rise of the Tomb Raider um, art book, um, like literally <laughs> yesterday. Uh, yeah, God of War. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I put my vote in just then, but I haven't played either of those games, so, like, you know, if, if you so really enjoyed the first play. Tomb Raider, then, like, go for it. I found the first Tomb Raider enjoyable, but I'm not, like, I never, like, crave to go back to it, you know, so. Mm. Excellent. Great. Well, I'll let you know how it goes next fortnight. Yeah, well, and hopefully you've got your Switch back by then. Oh, my <laughs> God, please. <laughs> Uh, well, I think it's a pretty quick what we've been playing. We, um, they haven't, hasn't, it's that time of the year, it's the, it's the dry spell. Um, two I'm weeks from now, three. Jeremy's gonna have probably, well, by the Disney sounds of it, Resident Evil and, um, and Kingdom Hearts. Did you say your Destiny friends? My Disney friends. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. I was like, I, I thought I was your Destiny friend. <laughs> <laughs> you hate that game I do but I'm still your friend from Destiny <laughs> and before and after anyway um, so yeah it, it, as light as it's been in terms of new releases and what we've been playing I, it's been a bloody jam packed couple of weeks in terms of news events uh, in the industry um, I think the biggest one speaking of uh, Destiny is definitely the news that Bungie is splitting with Activision um, and keeping yes. Destiny at the same time. 
it's a... Uh, I don't know, this was interesting news. This, this came out, um, literally... We're recording this Friday the 18th. Um, it came out literally a week ago now, the news. Um, this is pretty big, hey. <laughs> yeah, like, it's kind of surprising. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, Activision put out that report, like, in October or November or something. Yeah, not long um, after Forsaken, I think. Yeah, that Destiny was underperforming and was not doing as well as they would like it, as they liked it to be. Yeah. It was um, always weird that they, like, put that out there publicly. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if it was public. I think it was a it was a shareholders thing. Right. Um, and so it's not like it's a public announcement, but shareholders are allowed to say whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and then, what's his name? Luke something. Um, the head of Destiny 2, or at least the public face of Destiny 2. Okay. Um, mentioned that, uh, like he, he subtweeted it basically just saying, uh, we are very happy with Destiny 2. Right. Okay. Um, like a, a day or two after that stuff came out, basically saying like, we don't really care what the big bosses say. We're really happy with our game and we're going to keep supporting it. Yeah. Or at least like sort of giving a, a reassurance, um, towards that. Um, and yeah, so this is sort of, it's almost the exact same thing that happened to IO and Hitman when Square Enix were like hit a Hitman, a Hitman has underperformed. And so they just sort of split and IO kept Hitman and then Activision said, we're not happy with what yeah. Destiny has done. And so then they've split, and Bungie have somehow managed to keep Destiny as an IP. Yep. Th- that must have been some fucking good lawyering for them to do that. Um, totally. And it's, it's, such a, it's such a great outcome, too. Like, you always want to see the people who put the work in, like, come away with what they've got, like, rather than, like, like abandoned ship. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it would have been because of the amount of people that worked on the game, and because it was, you know, it was their own game. It wasn't, like, a licensed thing. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that, and hopefully, um, hopefully it'll lead to a change in the direction of the game a little bit. Maybe? Yeah. Like, maybe, like, not for a little bit, but... For Destiny uh, 3, probably. Maybe. I mean, who knows, what if... I mean, this is a big what if, but what if they just turn Destiny 2 into the Destiny? Oh, like the, the Destiny service. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know if it's structured like that, though. I don't know if, they've got, if it's got the, um, the backbone for that. Because you need to have a game that can... Like, the reason Fortnite can do that is because, because it, they were making it with early access in mind. They they made it in such a way that it was very easy to pivot and it's easy to change the map and it's easy to change the new items and stuff like that. Well, but they also spent seven years making that game or whatever. Yeah, no, I know, totally. I, I, don't, I don't know that um, Destiny 2 has much room for expansion without just introducing more levels that are only so big, you know what I mean? Well, if they did... I've always said this. If they brought Destiny 1 to Destiny 2... Mm. then already that would be such a huge thing for that game um to literally d- like almost double the size in content probably more than double it, honestly no Destiny 2 has got a lot of content now yeah what, like it's got, the, what would be their reasoning not to do that well, like, the reason why haven't not to they do, already done that 
Well, I like uh, that's what I think that could have been something that Activision stopped them from doing. Mm. Sim- similarly to the way they're they're, they're going to sell World of Warcraft vanilla or classic or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know the thing that everyone used to play, they stopped people p- from playing because I mean, what they were doing was technically buy the new mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, like 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 buy, like buy the supported one as opposed to using the modded one. Buy the fully Destiny priced one. Destiny doesn't. Yeah, Destiny. Well, it's, it's not fully priced, but you know, um, Destiny doesn't have that you know modded scene obviously because it's an online only game which doesn't have like custom support. But if they had a, if they were to do that, like then that would already be so much goodwill towards that company, totally. which has you know, been copying it a bit with Destiny 2. Um, You know, not undeservedly, because, like, I don't think that every mistake should be put on Activision, but now they have... Now they have complete control, and so there's there's no excuses now. Yeah, I mean, maybe... They are more free to make their own decisions. Maybe they made, like, the first play of the game and a bunch in Activision were happy with it, and then they started receiving feedback, like, oh, the post-game grind's a bit grindy and this and that, and... And then Activision maybe was reluctant to make changes that, like... My, my interpretation of how Bungie has been wanting to take Destiny recently has been, like, we really want to listen to our community and make this work for them with whatever you guys want Destiny to be. Because we've, we've yeah. brought you in and we want to keep you, keep you in because we owe everything to you guys. Which is a really and, important mindset to have. And they totally have done that with Forsaken is a lot of endgame content. Yeah, like that, like like they were pushing that when they were announcing what Forsaken was, and they were saying like this is a lot of end game stuff. Mm. This is a lot because one of the biggest complaints for Vanilla Destiny Two was the lack of content for end game. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so them, you know, that would help a lot. Um, it would. It could also mean. It could, it could mean. It could mean anything, honestly. Like, they. It's up to them to now make it right and make uh, it worth it. Absolutely. If so, Kerry, you have been very down on Destiny Two since about a month after its launch. Yep. <laughs> uh, would bringing back Destiny One content make you pick up Destiny Two again? Yes, as an, it would. As an all, all in one thing, and say you had to pay like thirty dollars. I'd totally be down for that. Okay. I'd maybe even be down for that for sixty. Okay. But. Then my question becomes, do I want to play Destiny 1 content with the structure of Destiny 2 in terms of, like, your missions are handed out by the, like, the NPCs of each area and, like, I don't know. That structure got old for me pretty quickly. Um, but, but at the same time, it, it was... would you just go through it all again once with some friends? I, I, would, I would definitely be down for that. And then to go right. through 2 as well... And then Forsaken, I would, I would. Um, yeah, and and especially like June, did you pick up Destiny One before you played Destiny Two? No, I didn't. So have you played any of Destiny One at all? No, it looks too ugly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it's 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 still a really good looking game. It's, it looks it's fine. no Destiny it's Two, great. but it's a good looking game. I, yeah, I feel like, like if, that. Sorry, if hmm? if they did put it in Destiny Two with like Destiny Two graphics, like I would pay a good. Yeah, game. like like they could just like, I mean. Just doing it. Like, the excuse to play Destiny again in itself. Yeah. 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 And, you know, with, with like, you know, the the new lighting effects, um, and just, honestly, just playing it on a PC, 
Like, oh, totally. That's where that, uh, that game belongs. Yeah, it, it just it feels so good. Um, I would love to go through all the Destiny 1 content just with a mouse and keyboard. Mm. Um, I think it's a great idea. I would be very surprised if it happened. Because it was never meant to be that, and I don't think the content, like, in just in, like, I'm t in talking in terms of infrastructure, like, they could do that at IO with, um, with Hitman, because they were working episodically, they were working with seasons, so all of that content was meant to build on itself anyway, it was always meant to add on to it, uh, its own self, uh, yeah. whereas Destiny was always meant to be games with DLC packs, then separated into different entries. Um, but the DLC packs also were just more worlds. Yes. I don't see how... Like, I don't, I don't see... Like, if they can do the DLC, I think they could probably manage it. It would just take probably a lot of design rework. You know, it would take a lot of, like... Do they include an NPC representative for each of the original Destiny 1 worlds because they never had that sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. No, I... Yeah. Who knows? I, I'm mm. very intrigued. I, I'm excited for the future of Destiny. Um, they I could at least do the raids and strikes. I feel. Uh, I mean, those are all built. Oh, on the, the, I suppose they're all LinkedIn. They're not missions, really. They're yeah, just no, they're, like because all of the levels are in the world. world. They're all. I forgot in about that. Level. Yeah. yeah. Um, my my biggest problem with Destiny Two was that 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 steep fall off after you sort of get to. You finish the game, you do your milestones every week, and then there's, like, nothing else to do. Whereas in Destiny 1, it was very easy to continue to play the game if you were interested in it and continue to be rewarded for it. Um, I don't know. I think when you played... When you went through all of Destiny 1 again, you had all the DLC at your disposal. No, I'm talking about the first time I played Destiny 1. Oh, really? I'm talking I about I fell launch. off Destiny 1 way more than I fell off Destiny 2. Uh, I, I was totally opposite. I played Destiny 1 for, like, 100 hours. Wow. Mostly on my own. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't do that at all. Whereas Destiny 2, like, that game capped you. Like, you could keep playing if you found the gunplay enjoyable enough, but, like, there was actually no reason to continue to keep grinding it out. You wouldn't actually increment your character's gear or stats or anything because, like, you would only get good gear in the milestones, which were limited to once a week. That you was... get bright Ingrams, but like, and I, I, I do know what you mean. I think, I don't, I, I don't disagree with that. Actually, I think my only issue, my only takeaway from that would be, from my point of view, was that the milestones I enjoyed more than grinding in Destiny One. Mm. The milestones were like interesting, you know, like do a mission and only use, you know, solo weapons. Yeah, but you see the thing with. That was just like the nightfalls, though. Like the the thing with the milestones yeah. is that all of that stuff was in Destiny One as well. You could still do the nightfall, you could still do the raid, you could still do certain strikes, and you would be rewarded for it for the first time you played it during the week. But it then wasn't redundant for you to keep playing those things afterwards. You would still be somewhat rewarded for it. Whereas it was it was actually pointless to keep doing stuff like that after you had done it the first time in Destiny 2, because there was no no reason for you to do it. It, it wasn't... There was nothing to be, to be gained from it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I enjoy Destiny 2 a lot more, I think. <laughs> okay. I mean, parts of that game I... were way more polished and changed up. Like, I, I appreciate that. And I had played a lot of Destiny 1 before Destiny 2 as well. But, um... Oh, yeah, you did. You, like, you like got ready for Destiny 2 while everyone else was like, man, I want to play some more Destiny. That's because I was like... Cause it's because it came out on console. Um... And I was waiting for the PC version, but I still wanted to play something. And I found all of the content on PS3, uh, PS4 for really cheap, so... Yeah. Yeah. And I hadn't played Taken King, so... I don't I don't uh, regret doing that, but, like, they, they missed an opportunity. Destiny 2 was half of what it needed to be for me at launch. Right. But anyway, that's my, that's my Destiny 2 soapbox. That's why I'm excited for where <laughs> this is going, because... I think they'll be able... I, I hope they'll be able to not only make the game that I want to play, but also the game that they want to make. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, June, thoughts? Comments? Concerns? Um, worries? <laughs> not really. I guess, like, I'm kind of chill with whatever happens. Like, you know, I would, I would love more Destiny. With yeah. Whatever. Because, like, I don't know, I always feel like uh, I'm craving playing Destiny, but I never actually want to play Destiny because it's not. Yes, there, so. yes, I um, totally know that feeling. I want yeah. to play Destiny for the first time again. I think. Yes, yes, I which did is, the first couple, like the first month or so of playing Destiny. Too. Which is funny because there's a bunch of content I haven't done yet, like the entirety almost. <laughs> when we, of, yeah, like, we'll finish we Forsaken just, eventually. Yeah, we'll finish Forsaken the same time we play Sea of Thieves. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, yeah, I guess like yeah, I'll take whatever. But if it doesn't happen, then I suppose doesn't happen mm. i'll be disappointed if they just turn around and go destiny 3 and it's just like destiny 1 again destiny 2 again i'll be mm. i'll be pretty upset at that what do you mean um like as in if they just make another one yeah i think they know that they've got to do something different the problem mm. is it's that it's that classic thing of like we loved the thing that you did give us more of that but don't give us the same thing of that but also don't change it but also you know, it's the, it's the Star Wars problem. Yeah, God, God. <laughs> Sorry, I should have brought um, it up. God, man, I fucking love Star Wars. But holy shit. Anyway, speaking of Activision, uh, the other side of Activision, what what they're doing now that they don't have Destiny anymore, um, is getting a whole lot of money. Um, as it turns out. <laughs> They make uh, they make popular games that make money, really. Well, it's they make a lot of games that make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, they have their hands in every single pie. Um, Blizzard being one of the biggest. Hands or fingers? The whole hand is. <laughs> yeah. How many hands do they, they have? They regular they regularly fist pies. Ugh. Um, for money. I think it's just a little uh, punching at that point, Jeremy. <laughs> And, yeah, you and, could, you and, could have stopped the well back there. <laughs> and they're damn good at it too. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know how I said a couple uh, of episodes ago that we don't need to put explicit, we don't need to use the explicit tag for our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, Blizzard, uh, Blizzard and Activision are business partners together. Blizzard owns a, a stake of Activision, and Activision owns a stake in Blizzard. I'm pretty sure. The the company um, is called Activision Blizzard right now. Oh yeah, that's right. They, that was the thing. Forgot yeah. about that. Um, Black Division. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, um, 
I've completely lost all my train of thought. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> yes. So, Blizzard has been, lately, been going through a change of... Not a change of management, but a change of managing. Or financial managing, maybe? Um, financial changes have been happening to Blizzard, where... A lot of the studios that are inside of Blizzard, a lot of the teams have been told to cut costs um, as it prepares to lean into 2019. I'm reading from Jason Schreier's article on Kotaku. Um, uh, what's the headline of that article? Uh, with Activision's influence growing, Blizzard is cutting costs. Cool. Uh, yeah, like it's... So, this, this also comes from... Uh, the announce well, the I'm not sure if it was an announcement or it was just like an internal announcement that got out that Heroes of the Storm was gonna not be receiving much more support. Oh no, they announced that, they, that the they upcoming that, tournaments yeah. were not happening or something. No, they were they announced that they were removing developers from the development team and placing them elsewhere within the company. They they that was a that was an official announcement. Um, right, yeah. And that was coupled with the fact that they were no longer going to be supporting, like, um, yeah, the tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because, you know, that seemed like a pretty well made game. Um, and it seemed to have a pretty, pretty loyal fan base. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think they're still in there, but, like, who knows how long for it. It reminds me a lot of Paragon. And then when Fortnite got big and Paragon. Paragon's like a, a bit more dire. Yeah, no, totally. But, like,. Similar, like a very quiet, diehard fan base. Yeah, sort of like like a like a World of Tanks. Yeah, the thing with World of Tanks though is that that they've got millions of people playing those games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go I don't on. Know World of Tanks. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a bit interesting to see how well Activision is doing. And how not so well Blizzard is doing in some areas, or the pressure that Activision is putting on them to stop spending money on on places that are not returning money mm. as much. Um, yeah, it's it's Activision and Blizzard are a weird thing. I was always surprised when I heard that they had um, conglomerated into each other. Like, yeah. It doesn't seem like a natural fit. And I mean, what do I know about, like, games business? You know, I'm pretty much an outsider in terms of this stuff. But it doesn't doesn't strike me as a positive thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it does Like, Activision in general does not strike me as a... I mean, you know, they have they have shareholders, they have investors, they have stuff like that but they're not a very sympathetic company towards their properties or studios, it, it, it seems. Mm. Um, and it, ma- it makes me a little bit concerned with the slow, incl- the slow decline that WoW is on. Because in a world where WoW doesn't exist as a major player is really odd to me. Oh, totally. Like, it's been a mainstay since what, like 2004, 2005? Whenever the fuck that game came out, yeah, it was around then. The thing, the thing with that though is that because that game was the biggest thing on the planet, basically the only place it can go now is down. Like I'm not surprised it's got a declining user base. Oh, of course, but it's still, 
it still feels important that I just wanted to keep going for its own sake. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way yeah. the industry should be. Yeah. June, yeah. did you ever play Heroes of the Storm? I played it once when um, Overwatch it? made me. The Genji skin. Oh, oh that's God. right. The, the Diva skin. The Diva skin. Sorry, my bad. Um, and you had to play like five games to get the uh, the the sprays and five games to play. Uh, was it ten games to get the? I think was it was ten or fifteen. I think it was ten for the skin. It was it was too many. That's how many it was. <laughs> um, Moba's a hard you're, not a, you're not a Moba fan though. Are you? No, I had I had a bad time. It was a bad time, <laughs> um, and I hated every single game, and I wanted it to be over, but I did it for her. Well, lucky for you, <laughs> that game is now over. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Heroes over the storm. <coughs> that was worse than my, what did I say? Black Division. Black Division, yeah. I like that. Um, but that was good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Black it's sad, like... Yeah. I mean, you're right, like... That they felt the need to go with Activision in the first place sort of says a lot, but, like that they're also paring down like this also says a lot as well. Like, it's, um... I don't really... I, I want Blizzard to be strong because I feel like they make very polished games and they make them in their own time. And I I'm al I always appreciate them. StarCraft and Overwatch. Yeah, and, like, they cancel so many projects because sometimes it's just not what they want. Mm, mm. And, and like, they're, they're, like... Sorry, go on. Something like one-third of the projects that they start actually end up getting finished or something. And that's 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 really important in like uh, in like a young, lean, like indie studio to be able to do stuff like that. It's incredible that they do that on a triple A budget, on a triple A scale. Like mm. I think that's really cool because that's such an integral part of the uh, creative process is like failing <laughs> at it for a while. Like that is so important in to to making a uh, a. a a good game yeah i mean like i in saying that it's not like that they cancel the projects and just delete everything though like the what was the original overwatch project name oh i don't remember do you, do you remember Nah. but people were all project, over it project it was, titan yeah it was meant to be like a mmo sort of hybrid wasn't it mm, yeah it, project titan was supposed to be like a like a first person mmo about like superheroes and then they turned that into Overwatch. Yep. Um, and, you know, that game has done very well. Very well. So, But they also it's... worked on it for, like, three years straight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, after they cancelled um, Titan. Mm, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, you know, Activision also still own Call of Duty. So, it's not like they're going to be low on money ever. No, Activision um, and don't fine. forget. I'm not worried about Activision. Uh, don't forget, they also own... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan so oh. oh lucky they'll be good wasn't that a oh I don't I don't want to talk about that <laughs> it was a platinum game yeah um it's interesting that even although they're uh, they're, they're tied at the hip they're tied by their own name I don't think of them so inseparably so yeah I don't know mm. we'll see keep, keep, keep your chin up Blizzard we're rooting for you I mean that's what happens when Oh, I just realized that I'm, 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 I just opened the Blizzard launcher right now and I just realized that the Call of Duty and Destiny 2 parts are under the label Activision. Yeah. I don't like that. 
It's the Blizzard launcher. Just put all the games together. Yeah, fair it's enough. Battle, it's, it's Battle.net. Yeah. Maybe that's still a good, a big reason of why we think of them separately. Or why I think yeah. of them separately, at least. Anyway, uh, mm. I think we should take a quick break. Yeah, want to have a break? Have a cat? Yes. I need a, I need a drink. Um, need a drink? Okay, no worries. Well, uh, we'll be right back after this segment. Wait, this is the segment. We'll be right back. Uh, Bring us back, Kerry. Reel me in. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook, line, and sinker you, buddy. Yep. Should I make sound effects? Should I go like it. a? No, because I'll fall asleep. And then like a, and then like a, like a. Bloom. Or I, it should I, be more I, just like a. I, I said no. And then, <laughs> I don't think I am physically capable of making a reeling in noise. I've told you once. I've told you twice. Welcome, Welcome back, everybody. We're back from the break. Uh, we're all a bit more. Um, I don't I don't know if alerts the question. Uh, question? It's definitely not the answer. Hey, oh guess boy. what time it is? I really hey. hope it's time for June's question. It's corner. the witching hour. <laughs> it's the witching hour. Um, here, here's the question for the fortnight. Hit me with it, June. Um, Save is us it from the fortnight question of the week? Fortnight, fortnightly question, fortnight. <clears throat> what is your favorite game soundtrack? Oh. I have two. Oh. Do I have to pick one? You have to pick one. <sighs> Honorable mention one of them. I, I do. I want to hear both of them, but like, you have to pick one. Mm-hmm. Oh. <sighs> I mean... Like the answer to most of your questions, it's Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too true. Um, uh, yeah. I and think I've talked about that game a lot, so I'm just going to say Shadow of the Colossus. I don't think you've talked about the music a lot, so please expound. Uh, so, there's lots of different types of music in Shadow of the Colossus. It's a so there's jazz, bombastic. there's b-pop, there's no, 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 no. But I mean, there's in like the, folk sets... music, there's bluegrass. So Ko Otani sets the scene of Shadow of the Classes, and without the soundtrack in that game, it would be a shadow of itself. <laughs> it's so integral to the game to have that sound that soundtrack because. Like, it changes from when you're on the ground to when you're on top of the Colossus, and it, it, it flows... This, like, the, the songs flow towards each other, depending on what you're doing. And for the PS2, that was, like, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, there are just some fucking stunning songs in that soundtrack. That game just, came like, out... Sorry. No, like, I was just saying, yeah, like, it's it's so like epic in like its truer sense like there is just like a real grandeur towards the soundtrack in that game yeah that game came out towards the end of the ps2 life cycle right uh, i don't think so okay i think like 2007 i think oh the ps3 came out that year so <laughs> what did it yeah 2005 <laughs> um, i don't know dates <laughs> it's a fruit, Jeremy. 
You're killing me. What's your honorable mention, Jeremy? <laughs> Halo 3 ODST. ODST? Oh, yeah. ODST's got the best... ODST's the best Halo game. Um, oh, my God. The hot uh, takes. F- fight me. No. <laughs> the coldest take. Because it's right. <laughs> um, Stone uh, cold. Yeah, ODST is a game where for a, half of the game you're alone and you're finding... So you're you're stranded from your from your your little fire team, um, hours and hours and hours after you've dropped into a, a city which the battle has already sort of concluded for the most part, and has been overrun by the enemy. Um, you're not a super soldier. You're just a uh, you're like a like a black ops agent basically. Um, most of the game is set at night in the city of New Mombasa, in South Africa. Um, it is you're alone for most of the game when you're playing as the main character um and in between uh those sections you're playing as like you'll find like an object which like belongs to like a, a certain member of your fire team and then you'll play as them for a mission and then you'll go back into the city in between um and do like a lot of exploring and trying to figure out like where the rest of your team is and you're like finding audio logs and like finding like evidence of like battles and stuff and it's like very very cool and it's very isolated for a lot of the game like you're just on your own fighting a lot of the time Mm. um against a city which is occupied um but the and it's raining and it's nighttime and it's dark and you can't see very well and it's got some of the best rainy jazz (laughs) oh my god the sax in that game is just like just fucking so so good you know, it I, is, you know, saying that I now have to listen to it. Kerry, you would love it. You would fucking adore the soundtrack for Halo Three ODST. Um, June, can we uh, suspend the question corner till I listen to the ODST soundtrack? No. Oh. No. Oh. Do it no. in the break. Do it in the break, Kerry. We did the break. Um, there'll be another break. Um, if if we get off track, we'll, no, we'll never start again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely Halo 3 ODST is my honourable mention. Actually, I have one more honourable mention on this journey, but that's pretty self-explanatory. Keep going. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> so, I've got three answers, if I can remember all of them. You Just have say to, Ocarina you have to say one. You have to say one, like, as your number one. One is going... I'm going to start from the bottom. Super okay. Smash Bros. Ultimate. The Don't even theme. talk to me about Life Light, which I think is what it's called. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, first honorable mention goes to Celeste because that soundtrack is so good. <laughs> like this isn't too like high level or anything, but like those. Oh, I just thought of another one. Okay, I've, I've, <laughs> it's okay because I forgot one of my three, so that can be my th- my second. Um, so like Celeste does a really good job of like the soundtrack is like songs that you'll like think of and like sing to yourself and like be really memorable and like you can have feelings towards, but also, like, they also do a great job of just, like, being a really solid background for these uh, levels that you're, like, restarting over and over, and, like, you can be in those levels for, like, hours at a time with the same backing track, and it still sounds incredible. So, um, it's, it's a, it's, that's a wonderful, pensive, hopeful soundtrack, and it's, and I really like the orchestration. You get some good Blade Runner vibes in that soundtrack, too, which is, which is always fun. Um, Something that I didn't realize. I'm I... suddenly awake. <laughs> I'll just say Blade Runner every five minutes. Yeah. Um, something I didn't realize I liked as much as I did until um, a couple of months ago was uh, FTL. When Jeremy, I saw Jeremy playing it on his stream, 
and then I uh, decided to play it as well for a while. And it reminded me how much I really enjoyed that game. But also, mm. that soundtrack is unreal. Like, three days after I saw Jeremy play it for one hour, and I'm still singing the songs to myself because they're <laughs> so catchy and they're so atmospheric and just expertly crafted. I really enjoy those songs because they've got plenty of... um plenty of hooks and like melody lines to like hook into and key into that you can enjoy but also um they set the scene really well they set that space opera sort of exploring emptiness sort of scene quite well and then they handle all the you know the combat music's great ftl soundtrack hands down one of the best video game soundtracks but number one answer of course jeremy you're right is ocarina of time Um, (laughs) and i know that because I went and saw the um, the Symphony of the Goddess or the Goddesses. I don't remember which. I don't remember if it was. It's it, singular or plural. It's the one that I. I don't know. It's one of them. But it's it, it's it, the live performance of the Zelda soundtracks um, came to Melbourne, and I went and saw it, and it was incredible. And the reason I know that um, this is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time is for two reasons. One, whenever I think of the idea of getting an N64 classic and booting up Ocarina of Time on it and hearing that piano music and then the flute come in on top of it. I suppose it's the Ocarina that comes in on top of it. Um, Like, I get a little bit teary because I really want to experience that game for the first time again. But also, (laughs) when I went and saw the Symphony of the Goddesses and they started playing that song, you know, the piano comes in and they've got this big orchestra. And I was like, oh my god. This is going to be incredible. They've been playing for like 50 minutes already and I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. And then the flute player comes in and like the way they do these things, right, is they just get like local symphonies to do. Like they don't have a traveling band that costs way too much money to send like 70 people around the world. They just like move the composer. They hire a band in that area to do it. So this, this, this guy, this flute player starts playing the flute part. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. And then, like, three beats in, he fucks it up. <laughs> he, he messes up oh, no. the, like, most iconic melodic line of this game. And I'm like, oh, man. And he does it for the rest of... Like, it's a really consistent fuck-up. Like, he just reads the music wrong. And I'm like, oh, no. So that's cool. how I know that that's my answer, because, like, I'm so particular about it. <laughs> I mean, it helps as well that I'm, you know, a snobby music nerd as well. But, um, yeah. <laughs> That's that. That's definitely my answer. The Ocarina of Time soundtrack, like Gerudo Valley, in that soundtrack is so good, and like the diving music, it's it's uh, uh, very good game, very good soundtrack, soundtrack of my childhood. The end. June. Um, I'm tossing up between either. No, you know what? Let's okay. Honorable mention: Red Dead Redemption One. Oh. Um, is that only because of Jose Gonzalez? No, like, that Far Away is a really good song, but, like, um, just, like, the, the general, the OST for that game is very good. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the soundtrack that I listen to the most outside of the game. Um, but I think number one is, like, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh, nice. Oh, it's so good. There's, there's like, m- multiple times when, when I was playing that game when it first came out and everyone was playing that game, like... There were times during the day where, like, I'd be like, oh, fuck, it's seven o'clock. I've got to log in so I can listen to the music. Like, 
Oh, um, really? That's sweet. Yeah, and like 2 a.m., like 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. were like my favorites. And like, I was always just like, I don't know, you know, when the, the clock, the, you know, the tower, the town hall, like, dings and the new music starts. And it's like, oh my god, yes, this song's this a good one. I don't know. Um, I'm very, 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 very excited for the Switch version. And I hope they put in music from New Leaf. I haven't. But if they don't, I trust them to do new music well also so they they would they would surely like they yeah, haven't yeah they haven't not done that before have they like because there's been well, like four think, or five animal crossings yeah i think i'm pretty sure there was um some wild world stuff in as in music from wild world in um new leaf but mm. i'm not sure i haven't played an animal crossing game i've watched At all? no Oh my god. I've watched like a let's play of it. I don't know if any of you guys know Chugga Conroy. He's like a like an old school let's player. He's still going. He's got a really like solid fan base. Um and he did this um let's play of New Leaf where he was releasing an episode each new day and it was really curated and he was like showing a new part of the game each day. So it was quite cool. So I think I've seen a lot of New Leaf. Um I'm excited to play the new one but mostly because i think i can really capitalize on playing stuff like that with you guys because everyone i talk to from like aie now that i have all these friends who play games again like everyone i talk to is like oh my god animal crossing like you two and ollie and stuff like that so um yeah i'm excited for that one as well it, it just makes it i don't know 10 times i mean it's fun by yourself but when you have friends yeah. to talk about it and like play with it, it just makes the experience like something super unique and you can also do that whole like sharing the town thing because you got to go to like different people's stores to get different stuff. But you yeah, can also and, like, share your village from the trees and stuff like that. And then you know, in New Leaf there was the island where you could play mini games and you could like grind for fish together and stuff. Yes, yeah. I um, like the idea of creating like a a visitor's garden and you could like it's like oh you have a cherry tree I don't have those come plant it in my visitor's garden and I'll think of you. That's cool. That's cute. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Back to the scheduled program. Good question, Corner Tune. I like it. I like that one. Yeah, me too. Thanks. I'm gonna uh, take it off my list. <laughs> uh, now we're gonna we're gonna jump back into the the news of the last couple of weeks. Um, we've sort of knocked out our Activision news, but uh, one the other big news of the last couple of weeks is that um, uh. uh Games are cancelled, everybody. Yeah, more Star Wars games are not happening. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you had started to hope that they might. Um, so, let me just have a look at the quick details here. Yeah, so, Vancouver Studio... Of uh, EA. Of EA, we're making a Star Wars open world game. Um, this is Jason Schreier's piece, which he has... Um, sources. He is doing work this week. I tell you what, he's doing he's doing work this like past five years. Yeah. Um. Uh, they sort of internally decided that the game was not going in the direction that they wanted to, um, and have since cancelled the project, um, and have, I believe, already started pre-production of a new game. So that's supposedly wanting to come out in twenty twenty. Yeah, like a smaller scale uh, game. Late twenty twenty. They said. Uh, Which is a swift yeah. They, can- they cancelled Orca in. F- they cancelled Orca in favor of a smaller scale Star Wars project that's now aimed for a much sooner, likely late twenty twenty release. Um, I don't know of like a proper AAA uh, game that has come out that fast. 
Like, oh, EA do. That is quick. Dragon Age Origins, or Dragon Age 2, one of the two, definitely did. Um, the campaign of Battlefront 2 did. Um, yeah. EA can do it. Yeah. Um, I, as with most things, I, I will keep my, uh, I will keep my reservations until it's, uh, confirmed. What was the turnaround of Titanfall 2 and 3? Uh, two, 1 and 2, sorry. Uh... Three years? Uh, it was three years. Right. This is two years, roughly. Um... Ooh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, like, they say late 2020, and it's just 2019 now. Yeah. This was a, um... um and, you know, like, they say they're, they've cancelled Orca in favour of a smaller scale project, so it means they already have the idea yeah, totally. And, like, it's it's not as bad as, like, they're, like, cancelling Visceral's game and closing that studio, because that was yes. that was brutal, because, like, not no one's been laid off, all of the same staff just get to work on a different game, like, it's it's all okay, but it's, it's, um, it doesn't lend much sort of, like, credence to, um, the fact that EA has had some big misses with this Star Wars license over the last five years. Um, especially when you think about Visceral being cancelled and um, shut down last year. And the only games to come out are Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2. Yeah. Um, which all, which both had their fair Sparking share a international controversy around loot boxes and in-game microtransactions. Yep. Yeah, not so good. I don't know. I'm... It leaves me worried. It also leaves me thinking that EA is not long for this license, <laughs> but we'll we'll yeah, have to wait and see. It's it's definitely not obvious. It's not set in stone here. The mouse will come and take take its cut sooner or later. The mouse? Um, Mickey Mouse. What? Oh, Disney. Oh, Disney. Mm. Who else would I mean? And the tax mouse. Thanks, mouse. Um, I've, I've been seeing a lot of ads for that phone case mouse recently. So that's where my wet head went first. And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? So. I appreciate your input, Gary. Hey, you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is. The, they, they do have the other. They, I'm sure they've got like multiple Star Wars projects in, in work, but they've, they've got that Jedi, Jedi Ford and. Blah, 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 blah. They have Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, the supposedly getting shown next year. I think suppose? they want to release it this year. So that's the um, that's the one made by this year. Sorry, uh, Respawn who made Titanfall. Um, yeah, I think yeah. they're trying to release it this year. Yeah, hang on. Um, no, they just said they have more to show. We've heard it might be a different Star Wars project. Respawn, the Los Angeles-based studio responsible for Titanfall, is also making a Star Wars game called Jedi Fallen Order. That game is currently scheduled for late 2019. When will people um, get tired of Star Wars? People are tired. People of Star are Wars. tired. It it happened last with the Last Jedi and then Solo. Um, so we'll see what happens. Why don't the they stop? <laughs> Why don't they stop? Because <laughs> the mouse has come for the cut. Yeah. Am I right? Was that right, Jeremy? Did I get it right? Uh, yes, the mouse is knocking. He's um, come for the cheese. His 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 big ears are looming. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Star Wars is in, you know, I was saying this earlier, Star Wars is in a weird fucking place of, like, 
people let it die not, let it pe- die pe- people are not so hot on its movies um and they're just making more and they've got those tv shows in production as well it's shocking to me that they haven't made a star wars like a star wars single player game yet i know yeah. i mean they they have just just not like since like the force no, like unleashed a single player game i mean They've made plenty of Star Wars single-player games. It's just EA hasn't got one out yet. No, I, I mean, I mean, it's shocking to me that EA hasn't made one yet. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I, I wonder, I wonder how long it'll be before. Like, I wonder if they'll offer him the license again. I would be very I, surprised. And I wonder if Disney will buy some studios. Mm, they've done that before, though. They've already shut down their own games division. But I think, well, maybe. I wonder if they will go the road, the 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 Marvel route then, go to a Square Enix or go to an Insomniac, go to a studio that will put out a game. Yeah. Because this is not the first time EA have cancelled games. No, that's and true. And shut I, down studios. I think this is what they were trying to do with EA, but like, I think they put their money on the they they bet their money on the wrong horse. I think they should have gone to Ubisoft. But Ubisoft might be more interested in focusing on their own IP. Um, Ubisoft were also battling Vivendi. That's true. That's a good point. At that point. They're a bit uncertain. So yeah, it's... it's um, mm, Wait and see, I guess. I'm excited for mm. Respawn. Respawn do good work. Like, Titanfall 2 single-player campaign was terrific. Um, right. And their, gun, their like game feel is really good. So I'm excited to see what comes out of their studio. But... Um, until then, like, we we wait with bated breath, I think. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. It's so weird to think of how uncertain Star Wars can be. Yeah, I know, right? It seems like such a slam dunk. Um, like, it was always supposed to be a slam dunk, but uh, they're just sort of milking it. They're just sort of going a bit too far, it seems. Mm. Anyway, wait and see. Speaking of cancelled games... Uh, you can take this one. I don't even. June, did you did you know about this? Nope. Okay, yeah, this is so, all you, Jeremy. Right. So Ubisoft had a game in the works called Pioneer, or at least that was its working title. Um, it was a game which I think I I don't remember where it got leaked first. I think it just got leaked. I th- I think it got leaked and then they put it into Watch Dogs Two, or it just got leaked. Okay. Um. There might have been like screenshots or something somewhere. I don't quite remember where it was, but it was like it's a, it's a very No Man's Sky looking game, um, a science fiction game. Not a lot of details really coming out of it. Um, it's sort of like a, I, I think it was supposed to be like a space exploration game, off the top of my head. Um, but in November twenty sixteen, um, which I think was the year that. Watch Dogs came out. Yeah, no, it was. That was the, uh, that was the month that Watch Dogs 2 came out. Right, okay. Uh, Jason Schreier, once again, had a source uh, that said the project was supposed to be announced next year, um, and that won't happen now. Pioneer is being retooled. Oh. So, um, next year being 2017. Yeah, next year that would have been 2017. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, didn't happen last year either. Uh, I have a feeling... So, like, anyway, like, the story is that Pioneer has now been cancelled. Okay. Um, and that, 
it's sort of like 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 I have a feeling that Pioneer got retooled into Beyond Good and Evil Two. Oh, I can see that. This is based that makes on a lot of this sense. is based on literally nothing apart from my thought about two minutes ago. That that makes a lot of um, sense. Because Beyond Good and Evil 2 seems like it's got more legs than a No Man's Sky style game by Ubisoft. Well, I mean, it's an IP that's established already. Like, sort you, of. If you hear anything in the in the space, it's that you can't underestimate an already established IP. Yeah. Um. Apart from Star Wars, apparently. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like it was. It was, it was sort of like no one had heard anything about it for a little while and now it's officially cancelled, I suppose. Um, or uh, at least Chase and Shire officially cancelled. Um, <laughs> it's pretty official these days. He does he does good. Oh, no, no, sorry. It, it is officially cancelled, my bad. Um, Alex Hutchinson, who was the uh, creative director of the game, I believe, mm-hmm. um, has said, Rest in peace, Pioneer. Rest in um, peace, Pioneer. Yeah. We hardly knew ye. Yeah, I don't know. It was, I I, w- I was excited for that because it had some really cool like imagery of like that like fake science fiction like the journey to the future sort of of space exploration stuff. Um, yeah, which I mean, I'm a big fan of. You showed us the trailer that's in Watch Dogs um, before we started this before, and um, it looked very colourful, looked very vibrant. Like, there was no... It looked like a great mm. setting, but that's kind of all it was. It didn't really say anything else about, like, what the game would be. But it yeah. looked interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe it's in Beyond Good Evil 2. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe. Who, who, who could say? Uh, now, which of these two studios do you want to tackle... Which the stories do you want to tackle first? Uh... And who wants to do that one? Uh, I, 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 I've, I'm pretty familiar with this one. I can give it a go. Alright, you tackle, you tackle that one, and then we'll finish on, on a good story. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Alright, who wants to get weird? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. You do, I, of course you do, random person in the crowd. I know you do. Who knows Gearbox? Gearbox. Hey, I, do, I, do. I do. No, I do. Okay, excellent. We're we're all we're all in this together. We're all on board. So Gearbox, the studio behind uh, Borderlands, who are owned by Take Two, who also own, you know, Rockstar. They're a big company. Uh, so uh, their CEO has left um, recently. I think. I think they're like Randy Pitchford is the next CEO at this point, Jeremy. Is the what? Is is Randy Pitchford the ex CEO or is he current? No, no, he's still current. Oh, okay, never mind. So, uh, there's been some allegations uh, levied at uh, Randy Pitchford, who is Gearbox's current CEO, by uh, an ex uh, lawyer from Gearbox. Um, apparently, this lawyer and Randy were close friends for a long time. They've got like a real estate business together or something like that. Um, this lawyer uh, called Wade Callender has come out <laughs> accusing uh, Randy Pitchford of taking $12 million in bonuses unofficially from Take-Two uh, secretly um, for himself 
uh, and the the allegation is that the money would have gone to the studio otherwise, and instead Randy took it all for himself. Um, bit strange. Uh, it's a bit it's a bit weird. Like, yeah, you'd think a lawyer in that would be well situated to have information on that, but also, you know, who knows? Um, I think they were saying that. Yeah, so the lawsuit alleges... So this is... I'm quoting from... Again, this is Jason Trier. This is the Jason Trier podcast. Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. He does great work. Like I said, like, no, four times now. Um, but I'm just quoting from in the middle here uh, of the of the um, article. It says, The lawsuit alleges that Pitchford struck a deal in 2016 to receive a, quote, personal secretive executive bonus of uh, $12 million US to be paid directly to Pitchford entity called Pitchford Entertainment Media Magic, LLC. That bonus, Calendar and his lawyers argue, is an advance upon royalties that would otherwise go to Gearbox's staff. Uh, And then they claim that it's a tragic exploitation and that there's millions being siphoned and blah blah blah. So, like, that's the the meat of the argument there. Um, I think Gearbox have since come out um, filing a suit against Calendar as saying that he had that that he hasn't um lived up to his fiduciary duties and um so they've sort of come back against uh against calendar saying this is horseshit um yeah what did they say in the they they basically they came out with a statement saying we look forward to like squashing this in court yeah um yeah like we looked we look forward to legal proceedings or something like that yeah it was like ooh okay but the, the, where, where this gets weird, right? So I'm going to quote from the next, the next paragraph here. It says, Calendar's most lurid allegation against Pitchford is an allegation surrounding an event that he says occurred in 2014. Calendar says that Pitchford left a USB drive in a Dallas, Texas restaurant containing sensitive corporate documents for Gearbox and its partners, including 2K Games, Sega, Sony, Microsoft, and others. Says the lawsuit, quote, Upon information and belief, Randy Pitchford's USB drive also contained Randy Pitchford's personal collection of underage pornography unquote calendar also accuses pitchford of holding parties in which quote adult men have reportedly exposed themselves to minors to the amusement of randy pitchford unquote uh randy has come out on a podcast recent like almost at the same time as these allegations came to light saying that like describing the files that were on this apparent usb drive saying that he did leave them and someone did find it but that it was like not underage porn and it was like cam girl porn and he like went into it like really really like graphic detail what this person was doing which was really yeah. intense it was actually in this article that i'm reading and it's since been taken out for some reason so i'm not sure what happened there um it's this is super weird it's like it's like these two had a falling out and now they're having this really really public big money fight just this big old fight with in like the US court of law. <laughs> it's so silly. Um did you talk about David Eddings? No, I didn't. No. So, so he's the, the voice head of actor for Claptrap, right? Yeah, th- so the voice actor Claptrap, now the head of game publishing of Rooster Teeth. Um tweeted, "Yes, it's true." and decided to wait a day to say uh Liar, yes. Con man, yes. Perv, no idea. Yeah, so that's in regards <laughs> to Randy, we assume. Yeah. Um, 
I wish he mentioned that the, he doesn't know about the pornography stuff earlier. I know, that was so um, strange, because there was a solid day where it was like, what? And then he said, it's true. And you sit there, you sit there wondering, like, there's so many different things that he could be talking about. Or yeah. all of it, or none of it. Like, what is, or a different person's truth. Like, what is happening here? That was super strange. It's been a really weird week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, we'll see what happens here. I don't think... This is going to go anywhere. I think Gearbox... Gearbox are ready to take this guy down. Like, they're... Um, from the statements they've put out, like, it sounds like they're pretty ready to um, come against these allegations pretty strongly. Yeah, it's... It's fucking weird, the story. So strange. I would watch... I would watch a television show about this. Yeah, right? <laughs> it seems, like, yeah. perfect for it. Question is, would you do, like, a comedy? Would you do, like, a, um... How, nah, it'd how... be like making a murderer style, you know? Oh, right, like a like a documentary. Yeah, yeah. Like a really serious be... documentary. I yeah. reckon it'd be like black comedy, like deadpan, but like one of those like hilarious comedies where there's just no what, like... no one acknowledging any of the jokes, but they're all fucking hilarious. <laughs> like Death at a Funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what about like more like a um Like a Rob Sitch show. Like what about like a redramatization of um Sort of like the way they did uh, the People versus OJ Simpson. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, it was super weird reading this article when they had that um, that like pornography description in the middle of it. It was like I did not expect to be reading any of this on Kotaku today. Like this is very yep. very strange. Um, yeah, I don't expect this to go anywhere. Honestly, I think Gearbox is just gonna squash this guy. Yeah, it, it sort of came out of the blue, and I don't think I've seen anyone else that's also been like, yeah, it's true. Um, so it sort of feels like, he stole all this money, and he's a pedophile! Like, it's... <laughs> like, how much dirt can you just throw at him? Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, well. It's, um, it's an interesting little uh, bit of spice in the, the game's news week, I think. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a... <laughs> Randy Pitchford. Go on. Randy. 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 Yeah, good one, Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, it means horny. I know. Does it? It's meant to be, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. feeling Randy. My God. I'm going awesome. to use that as a soundbite. <laughs> You're not the one who edits uh, these podcasts, Jeremy, so... Ha-ha! Damn it, damn it, damn it. Um, Alright, so we'll, we'll wrap this up. We've got uh, one more little story here. Um, yeah, sort of like a, a, a good... Uh, like a feel-good story, sort of. Um, uh, written by Patrick Klepik over at Waypoint. Um, where he did like a little piece on uh, Slime Rancher and the studio that made it. Um... Uh, which is Mono Monomi Park, mm -hmm. and about how they. So the headline of the article is how Slime Rancher made a ton of money and stuck to forty-hour work weeks. It's pretty um, good. Stark contrast really... to Rockstar. Hey. Yes, um, there's a lot of really good little quotes in this article from uh, Popovich, um, uh, Nick Popovich, who is the 
co-founder of Mononami Park and the game director of Slime Rancher. Um, just little things like, uh, uh, where is it? I lost the quote because when I closed, my highlights went away. Um, there we go. So, in, so Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk put out a tweet saying there are way easier places to work but nobody ever changed the world on a 40 hour on 40 hours a week um, which sucks because Elon Musk is a shitty anti-unionist yeah. um, I wonder why Popovich literally replied to his tweet saying we made Slime Rancher working 40 hours a week it has been played by over 5 million people created an amazing company of talented people and currently has a 98 positive score on Steam. That's incredible. There is always another way. I didn't know it had that positive a score. Oh yeah, Slime Rancher, have you have either of you played Slime Rancher? No, not me. No. It's great. Slime Rancher is such a lovely game. Um as Patrick was doing more reporting, he spoke to several employees who do or did work under Popovich. Everyone was given. This is a quote from the article. Everyone was given an opportunity to speak off the record about their experiences, but all vouch for his claims about what it's been like to make Slime Rancher. That's nice. Um, a quote from a former artist. Nick is definitely genuine about what he believes in. You can take his word as sincerely honest. This is coming from an employee who just actually recently left Mononami Park. Casually, official work hours was about. Uh, 10 to 7, the conditions were generally far better than most game companies are stereotyped for. Crunch was a rarity. Uh, communications manager Kara Holmes quote, is quoted saying, Can confirm he has told me to go home and stop working and to relax on numerous occasions. It's hard to break bad habits. That's nice. That's so sweet. It's, it's so good. Um, yeah, the article is just full of, like, you know, basically... Um, you know, them doing good stuff at work, them, like, making sure that they're not crunching, um, and, like, actively avoiding, uh, crunch, uh, you know, which is, like, they do mention in the article that it is not a contractual thing, um, that it is just a, uh, workplace culture thing, uh, and as well as that, they also recognize that for a lot of indie devs at the beginning it is hard for them not to crunch because they need to make a name for themselves and it is hard for them to do that without spending lots of overtime to make the game so they can afford to make the next one yeah totally um so yeah it's um they they recognize they're in somewhat of a of a privileged position to to be able to do that um but they also say at the end of the article um uh, da, 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 da. He, uh, that Popovich supports the unionization of game developers even if he doesn't expect it to come anytime soon but if you know, uh, and then he's quoted saying I'm not trying to get away with as much as we can before those pesky unions show up he said I'm just hopeful we have a, I'm just hopeful I would just hopefully have a company that at the time of that any of what let me reread this I would just hopefully have a company that, at the time that any of that was to come up online, it would be equal to what we have going on here, if that makes sense. So he's basically saying that 
he wants to keep his workplace as a higher standard as a union would make it. Right. Um, which is, like, such a good attitude towards that sort of stuff. Oh, it's so good for the workers, um, hey? Uh, there's one more quote here which I'll just read. I really don't want to give everyone the impression that the only reason Mononomi Park provides a healthy environment for its staff is because we got lucky with a big hit. I feel strongly that we would have a big hit because we have a strong, healthy work-slash-life balance. It's so good mm. that they can come out and say that explicitly. Yeah. Like, it's... Especially after the Rockstar stuff. Um, after multiple companies somewhat gloating about working out, working the developers very heavily. Mm. Um, yeah, I, w- I was super glad to read about that stuff so good on you Mononami Park and I hope it stays that way yeah absolutely good on them and I'm glad they spoke out as well it's nice that Patrick mm. um, Klepik reached out as well just from seeing a tweet and like just well, like, highlighted it because like, this stuff needs to be shown yeah I mean more than that like Waypoint is very heavily focused on workers rights yeah like a lot lately um, so this is right up their alley hmm Good job, Mononomi Park. Well done. Uh, is that all? Does anyone else have anything they wanted to talk about? Oh, I think we I think we've been all over it this week. There's um June. Uh nah. I was gonna talk about the the Red Dead Pinkerton thing, but I, c- I can just like quickly sum up. Um yep. the like Pinkerton's IRL, like the the real boys. I think they're called like um Pinkerton uh, something something in co like a real like other name in there um, they're suing Rockstar for the use of their name I suppose oh. and Rockstar are like and Rockstar are like well no because like other people also use it and you haven't sued them that's um, a good point and They've stuff like that already. yeah um, so what do the Pinkertons do now they're a detective Present- agency still but um, right okay let me, let me see if I can find it um Mm-hmm. Pinkerton Consulting and Investigations. Right, okay. That's their business name. Um, and, yeah, so, like, they're also saying that, like, um, the Pinkertons are featured throughout um, other Western media from, like, Deadwood and Bioshock Infinite and stuff like that. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I saw the headline for that, but I didn't understand... I didn't, I didn't go into it. I didn't understand the, the, the details of it. It sounds just like a simple money grab like all the people like suing for yeah i dances and i think stuff so like that. yeah i mean like i don't blame them yeah. i would also do that <laughs> anyway cool great well that's gonna do it for the uh for the minimap cast this week i think um thank you all so much for listening i think we're uh this is this has been our our first dabble in a while of recording remotely and uh you know it's had its ups and downs so we'll, we'll see we'll see how this compares in terms of uh in terms of how it uh listens back compared to our previous episodes um yeah but yeah no i think it went pretty well we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode uh jeremy's takes on uh kingdom hearts and resident evil probably in stride and uh <gasps> whatever june ends up deciding playing on the ps4 and i'll probably uh finish spider-man on ps4 again for the second time <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna have kingdom hearts in two weeks 
probably like one week. Hey, it's the 18th. Ten probably days, isn't bit. it? 11 yeah. days. Mm. Ooh. That's exciting. That's unbelievable. <laughs> You're going to have a new PS4 in 11 days. Shocking. Wild. Can you afford it yet? Yes, I can. <laughs> now, the trick is to keep the money and that, you, you know what to do. Thank you all so huh? much for listening. I, I just, I'm just ragging on your, on your... I know. Yeah. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you want to talk to us, join the conversation, uh, you can find us all on Twitter. I am at KJPalmer underscore 24 on Twitter. Uh, June, where, 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 where can they find you? J-U-N underscore E-S. Excellent. Junez. 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 And uh, Jeremy? Uh, at Obi-Wan Jazz. You can also find the Minimap Twitter at MinimapAU. You can find all of our content on minimap.com.au. That's our brand spanking new website. It's, it's the same website as before, but relatively new. You know. Rel- It'll be new to you because <laughs> no one visits. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.